Everyone knows that the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Welcome everybody to episode one of the nerdiest part of the ring. I am your host for the evening. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time, the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo, I'm so happy. I need you that to was know such that. A, it was such a de- that was such a delay. I was like, oh God, everything's broken just minute one. Here no, we go. I'm so happy that for one, we this was something you told me about a couple weeks ago, and you told me the name, and my face lit up like a Christmas tree, and then I listened to episode zero yesterday, and my face lit up like a Christmas tree, and we're, we're doing it now. This is the nerdiest part of the ring, and I'm happy. This is like the coolest name for a wrestling podcast I've heard in a while. I'm really happy I get to be a part of this. I won't... I'm not willing to say it's better than PWU, but I'm willing to put it about on that same level, I because th- I do think PWU is a fantastic name for a show. Um, but yeah, so this is episode one uh, of the new venture. Uh, thank you so... If you're listening to us, thank you so very much. We appreciate it. Uh, because this is a brand new show, a brand new podcast, this is a very, very crucial time that you can help us out a lot uh, by whatever podcast service you're listening to this on. If it gives, if it has a rating option, make sure that you hit the thumbs up, the 10 out of 10, the five stars, whatever that happens to be. Uh, if it lets you drop a review, drop a review that all helps the algorithm helps us gain some traction, get some new listeners in. Uh, and you know, in these early stages, it's real important. So I'm not going to harp on it too much. Uh, but you know, this is how we're going to kick off the shows. Also, like I said, if you haven't listened to episode zero, you can go back and where it's the kind of the introductory of what the show is, uh, why we started a, a different thing outside of PWU, outside of Podzilla. But, um, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, at nerdiest part. And, uh, we also have a Gmail set up nerdiest part at gmail.com. If you want to, you know, shoot us ideas or questions, comments, uh, reviews, anything like that, just let us know. So. Uh, but yeah, that is it. If uh, Oh, and also, if you're listening to us on something that isn't your preferred podcasting method, let me know, and I will try to get us on whatever you are looking for. As of right now, I believe we're on all the major ones, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you know, the, the big ones. I think we're on Stitcher. No, maybe not Stitcher. There's, there's one that you actually have to, like, give them your data or not your data, but like your metrics of like how many episodes or how many listeners do you average per episode? And it's like, I've posted one and I posted it an hour ago. So zero. Uh, yeah. So we'll, good we're numbers. Gonna, yeah, we're, we're crushing it. Um, so we're going to, yeah, we're, we're going to try to get everywhere that we can be to make it easier for you. But also the RSS feed is available. So you can, you should be able to drop that and whatever, like a podcast addict or something like that. So, but it's a big show. It was a big week in wrestling. It's going to continue to be a big week in wrestling. Uh, last Saturday was AEW Full Gear. This coming up Sunday is WWE Survivor Series. And we're going to review one. We're going to preview the other. If you don't know which one's going to be which, I don't know why you're here, but you know what? God bless you. I love you for being here. But anyway, um, jumping into it, we're going to start with Full Gear. Dalton, just top level overall thoughts what did you think of the show uh man it was it was good it was really really good ever since um what was the not i guess it would have been all out all out i forget the names like their big pay-per-views but ever since all out mm. AEW has felt like it's on some next level stuff and full gear was the first really let's show out what we can do on a pay-per-view like i have uh 
and it's a shame that like this is the weird transition between podcasts because if you had listened to a couple like one of our last episodes we did together for PWU, I was talking about how I wasn't really watching WWE anymore because I'm just mm-hmm. not excited by it. It's been all AEW all the time for me because there's stuff going on that has just hooked me and has just brought me right back into just really wanting to watch wrestling week to week again. Um, not that I wasn't doing that before, but I was watching a lot of random stuff to get my wrestling fix. I am very invested in almost everything AEW is doing right now. And like yeah, Full Gear was they're... the first, like, this was the one where I was like, damn, they really just kind of did everything without making it seem like they did it doing like they did everything. If that makes sense. Yeah. And it. I I kind of get what you're saying because it was like I don't think there was anything like super surprising, but at the same time, you know, you you can see people talk about oh well, AEW is you know it's it's too predictable, but predictable isn't necessarily bad when the story is being told, and especially if it's a good story. If you see the ending coming, that doesn't mean it's a bad ending. It just means that, hey, we're actually telling a story and we're not going to, you know, we're, we're not going to screw with stuff just for the sake. We're not going to swerve just for a swerve's sake. You know, if that's the, the talking about, like, what if MJF came out in Chicago to CM Punk's music th- that first time? You know, they could have done that. It would have been cheap, but like they but they could have, but they didn't do that. What if Kenny Omega actually lo- like lo- beat Hangman Page here? Well, they could have done that, but they didn't. And, it, and it's at the same time, like it's a I, to me, it's a good thing. Like, I, but I also have to kind of remind, remind myself that that's not just a, you know, a a big thing, like the big picture idea. Like, because, you know, we I know uh, I don't know if it was on that episode of PW that, that that last one that like you and Shannon and Hunter did, but talking about uh, like AEW Dark and Dark Elevation, where it's like, oh, yeah. So who who's going to win in this match between someone who's an independent talent in that city that they're in or the signed person. And like, I have to remind myself like, no, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like just because, you know, they're running these enhancement matches doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to be worth watching. So I have to, you know, remind myself and be better about like, no, 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 pay more attention to these. Cause the more episodes, cause I don't watch a ton of dark or dark elevation, but every time I do, I enjoy my time. Like I enjoy what I see. Like there's a lot of really fun stuff on there. But it's it goes back to that. Just because something is predictable doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah, you know we, and, we don't need nothing but you know. Oh, actually, it was Vince McMahon under the hood as the leader of the corporate ministry. That's a relevant yeah. reference in twenty twenty one. But uh, but like yeah, no, but that's what we all want though. We want those enhancement matches. What's the one thing we talk about modern wrestling today is that we've seen every match in fifty fifty booking. Sometimes yeah. Wardlow just needs to eat a person. That just has to happen. Unfortunately, and, it has to be Marco that one time that he sends him like 15 feet in the air. Yeah, but like, you, it has to be somebody. Like, and that's what we like. And that's another big thing of just, I'm, AEW does well. You have the gun club going like 18 and 0 right now, which that's kind of funky. And I'll take Who? it. But like, yeah, like one of the like gun kids is like 18 and 0 in 2021. Like they haven't lost a match. I don't, I don't know who you're, oh, oh, you mean the ass boys. Oh yeah, Ass Boys. My bad. The Ass I was Boys. Like, Tell, uh, famous television wrestlers, the Ass Boys. That's right. God dang it, I hate you. But like, no. But <laughs> we dark, dark, and dark ele- elevation give us that. And then whenever they get their big, sh- like when they're on Rampage and Dynamite, like we're getting our big stories. And 
Are some of the stories very professional wrestling? Yes. But guess what? We're watching professional wrestling. So I'm okay yeah. with goofy wrestling stories because that's what I've I've bought into goofy wrestling stories. Um, that being said. But also it's gear. not always just goofy wrestling stories. Yeah, you get was, stuff like this friggin' payoff to Hangman and Omega. I was, oh, was you cut like, me from it because I was about to say, I was like, but unlike the goofy story that they ended the night with, like mm-hmm. – they do both. Like, we do get our goofy, I'm going to beat you with a headlock takeover story. But then we get this three-year, like, culmination of from the first pay-per-view to this pay-per-view. We had a full-blown story. Mm-hmm. And there was times where I thought they were going to, like, let go of it. Because I was like, because I remember whenever that match happened with him and Jericho, Hangman. And I was mm-hmm. like, I get it. I totally get why Chris Jericho is the first champion. But I really wanted it to be Hangman. And I remember you telling me, being like, he's gonna like he's eventually gonna get it though. And I was like, Yeah, I don't see it. And then you got the tag belts, and I'm like, I'm never gonna see it. Like, because I mm-hmm. love Hangman Page. I think he's amazing. And he's only gotten better. And, well, like, and to be fair to you, like we have been so conditioned. And and I swear, and if you're if you were a new listener, like if if you followed us from Podzilla nineteen eighty five, I love you dearly. I, I want you to know that from the bottom of my heart, I, I mean that. I, I do love you. Um, but you know, we are not just a, oh, we're, let's crap on WWE. Everything AEW is great. Everything WWE is terrible. Like we're that this isn't what one of those podcasts are. No, no, um, no. but it is, but there is, you, you know, if you're, if you're the type of person who's listening to a wrestling podcast, you know that there are absolutely people who you would die to see and who clamored and grabbed the brass ring and they just, but it's like, mm, nope, sorry. You, you, you grabbed the ring, but it wasn't supposed to be for you. Yeah. It didn't have your name on it. So, you know, we've we've been conditioned that way of just like, oh, man, it would be cool if Hangman Page would, would, was going to be champion. But I mean, Jericho, Omega, Moxley, you know, uh, the, all these names that you would perceive, quote unquote, as being a bigger deal than Hangman. So, it you know, it's just like, I mean, it might happen. Like, I, I thought it would. Like, I like you said, I told you, like, no, no, he will get it eventually. But I, I don't fault anyone for thinking like or for being hesitant of like, mm, no, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you want to run down the card. I just, that was Just like, in order. All right, cool. Because that was the one thing that I was, I just, that whole story was amazing. Sorry, I'm getting a spam phone call right in the middle of that thought. And it completely threw me off oh, my game. Yeah. yeah. I, so the the Pixel that I have, um, like they, the, 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 the well, Pixel phones as a whole have a uh, feature where they will screen your call. So, like, if a number that I don't recognize calls me, it'll just be like, like, I can hit a button and it'll say, hi, the person that you were trying to reach is using a screening service through Google. Say your name and they will see a transcript of, like, who you are and why you're calling. And so, like, if you call me and be like, I'll show it to you uh, at CCW next week, but uh, it's it's pretty neat because then you can you can see the robot voice just going and it starts, like, mid-sentence because as soon as the call is answered, that starts. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of funny, but yeah. anyway. But no, yeah. Full so, gear, yeah. Full gear is a show that kicked it into full gear and <laughs> nailed it. All right, that that's our time, everybody. Have a great week. Uh, no, the buy-in match was Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa defeating Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose via pinfall. Uh, that w- are the these are the final four in the tournament to crown the TBS champion. I. I understand the way that it was that it was built. I will say I do have a minor gripe that like I feel like they could have structured this in a way that we could have gotten the finals here. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, and the finals definitely shouldn't have been on the buy-in show. I think the finals could have, looking at any of these four people, any of the, like any combination, like of those two would have fit on this card somewhere. Like, I, I yeah. don't doubt that at all in my mind. I have no doubt of that at all. Um, this match, it was solid. Uh, the Nyla doing the, the Eddie tribute was real sweet. Especially, yeah. you know, Vicky being there. Uh, this this uh, did air on the anniversary of Eddie's passing in the state. Like, was it the city even? Or was it just the state uh, where he actually passed? Uh, I it think was it geographically was... relevant. Yeah, it was it was in the area. And then it was also the the day of, I'm pretty sure, like you said. It, yeah, it was it was for sure the day of. But yeah, so um, but this was this was a fun match. That was a nice moment. Uh, I did like the the Serena Deeb tease or not tease but like the deep screwing over sheeta because that's a feud that's going on that i like just let yeah. them wrestle forever and i'll be i'll be happy so good and also like jamie hater coming back just in the absolute phenomenal shape that she's in like she kind of like i'm a huge fan of i'm a, I'm a big fan of all four of them but like i'm expecting thunder rosa to win the whole thing but like, man, it would be cool if it was Hater, just to have the the DMD and Hater have all the gold for the women's division. But at the same yeah. time, like that is that is a very legitimate criticism of AEW is the the amount of time that they give to the women performers on their weekly shows and you know as the, on the pay per view here. So having both belts wrapped up in the same act is kind of like ah eh, maybe not. Let's let's spread out. Let's spread the love out. Uh, but the opening match, which set the t- like legitimately set the tone for the rest of the show, because yeah. it was it, it was very much the how the hell is anyone going to be able to follow this? And then we had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches follow it successfully. Um, but it was MJF versus Darby Allen. MJF winning with a headlock takeover and nothing else. But after. <laughs> After that, getting punched like, with the ring, <laughs> I mean, I mean, but the headlock takeover is really what is what did the deed. Like that's what kept the shoulders to the mat, Dalton. Yeah. Uh, Scientifically match. speaking, yes, you're not wrong. Yeah, technically, <laughs> right is the best type of right. Yeah, we all know this. Uh, this was a phenomenal match. Like I don't, I I've seen people say this was their match of the year. Um. I, I I think it could obviously be a contender. I want to. I'll probably. I'd probably say maybe some recency bias is uh, kicking in there. But it, it just absolutely great match. Both of these guys were like just on it. Like they knew what was at stake. Yeah, I think it was one of those that they were just like, "Hey, we're first. Let's see how screwed we can make everybody else." Right. Which is fun to do, honestly. If you can, if you can just bone everybody, we're like, well, now you all have to step your games up a little bit more than what you planned. That's fun. Mm-hmm. That's fun, right? Oh yeah. The, uh, it was so good though. Like, like you said, like I remember texting you because I watched it the two days later, and I'd already known all the the like results, but I still watched the match. And I was like, why did they even keep recording after the opening? Because like I'd seen the main event first. I watched that match more than anything else, and then I watched the opening match, and I was like, mm-hmm. God dang! Like they, the people that bought a ticket got their money's worth that day. Yeah, and even just off of the, you know, that's a that's a sandwich made out of the finest artisanal breads. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just like we're, we're kicking off the show with that. We ended the show how we ended it. And it was, it was a meaty sandwich or super vegetarian, however you like your sandwiches. But like whatever, <laughs> whatever you like. I don't know my audience yet. Whatever you it was like those, in your sandwiches. <laughs> it was one of those mythical kitchen sandwiches where it's like they recreate the Popeye's chicken sandwich and it ends up costing like $600 to make. Uh, fast, uh, fancy fast food is what it is, sir. We fancy fa- yeah, fancy fast food. Dis- we will not put disrespect on Mythical Kitchen in this show. Don't, no, no, no. I was, I was going to say, don't get me wrong. Like, don't, I, I love you and me. Like, I think we're a great duo. But the best duo on the internet is Josh and Emily. <laughs> like, that's they're they're my favorites. Yeah. Um. So stay tuned to the new. We're actually turning this into a network. Uh, the new show is going to be uh, the Mythical Kitchen Appreciation Hour. I mean, but, you know, this. This match was great. I loved the, uh, just the, and the story behind it too was great of, you know, they're the four pillars. Um, the <laughs> MJF saying, you know, he's the best one. There's no shame in being second place. And then just going after Darby's like actual wrestling ability of like, yeah, you're resilient, but you, you're, you just do stupid shit. I'm the, you know, you, I could beat you with a headlock takeover because I'm a better wrestler in the wrestling ring. And that's where the headlock takeover, you know, meme started. Um, I also liked how brief but effective the Pinnacle and Sting parts of the match were, where it was literally just like, okay, MJF's finally like really in trouble, so now is when Wardlow and Spears are going to come out, but then Sting just cuts them off with the bat. Like I, yeah. and then that was, and that was that. There was it wasn't a huge contrived, messy finish or anything like that. Like it was just, it was pretty simple. It made a lot of sense. It didn't take away from the match. It didn't steal focus from the match for very long. Um, props to that. But yeah, the, uh, just the, the, the diamond ring into the side headlock takeover of just, uh, what a prick. Also, how much Shivani hates, uh, MJF is the type of energy that I want to bring to someone at CCW. Or, like, anywhere else that I would do commentary. Yeah. Like, give me one person for me to just friggin' despise. And, like, let me, let me, let me go. Uh, so that match ended, and yeah, we, like you, like you said, everybody was just kind of like, holy hell, what is gonna possibly follow that? The tag team championship match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships as the Lucha Brothers defended against FTR, and they held their own, which was... Equally impressive because apparently um, Dax Harwood actually got knocked out pretty early on in the match. That's what I uh, and too. that played into the finish, which we'll get here, in, here to it here in a little bit. But uh, the the entrance, the Lucha Brothers entrance was super cool. Like I, I dug that um, the the knee pads that Harwood and Wheeler were wearing. One was the American flag. One was the Mexican flag. I loved that because they're the AAA tag yeah. team champions. <laughs> oh it's so like I, that that got me like legit like the knee pads made me laugh out loud which is stupid um this was a really really good match but the ending really just kind of fell apart for me uh which apparently dax being legit knocked out kind of played a factor in that because they were they they put on the lucha masks which co- i will say like to their credit commentary kind of saved it like they actually made yeah. it make sense because the you know Wheeler was the illegal man. He had the mask on, and then he got rolled up and pinned, and that's how the match ended. When in actuality, Harwood, who was also supposed to have a mask on, was supposed to be the one to like he was the legal man, so the wrong person got pinned, and it just 
so the, but the masks really came out of nowhere because they weren't wearing the Los Ranas gear at all. Like they were where they were just normal FTR. Yeah. So th- that's a bummer that that was like how the match ended, because otherwise I thought it was really cool. The gif of Phoenix coming out like landing like a superhero in the ring behind Penta, like as they're squaring off just oh it, it it was so good god i love all four of those guys and i will watch that feud until i die because Absolutely. like those are four guys that i think every match would be just different enough to be like ooh piece of cake. it's usos in new day that's aew's mm-hmm. version that should be aew's version of the usos in new day because those yeah. four guys can just kill it like no matter what and they have great chemistry together too yeah you know they they work really well together for and it's just it, it's a bummer that so cash got hurt like when he sliced open his arm in that one match that was against lucha brothers wasn't it yeah yeah and then dax gets knocked out uh here in this match but so unfortunately i do i genuinely hope they do another one like i it wouldn't it wouldn't upset me if we got another ftr title run like like right away like if they were the ones to take the lucha brothers off of it but and we'll get to them in here in a little bit i genuinely hope that the next tag team champions are men of the year yeah like give give them gold give give them gold but uh next match though was the finals for the aew world championship eliminator tournament as brian danielson took on miro uh miro of course replacing john moxley in the tournament uh in the second round beating orange cassidy to get to the finals uh john moxley of course uh having checked himself into an inpatient rehab facility for his drinking um which when you were at this level performing the fact that he recognized like no he needed the help he needed to step away is amazing and all the credit in the world to mox uh you know all the, all of our thoughts all of our best thoughts and prayers and wishes you know to him uh hopefully it works out uh and also and and also buy his book uh i'm like halfway yeah, through it on the- the day his book came out is the day that he the the, the day that he did this. So, uh, within the first I, page, Asa, I don't know if you're going to read it. Within the first page, he does describe what doing crack is like. Uh, that's in I the saw first that. page. Yeah. yeah, I did. I did. I did see that. <laughs> it's um, a good read, though. It's it's a, it's and, a lot of fun. And I will say, like, I like I'm optimistic for him because you know my background was in criminal justice. Like that's what I got my degree in. But you know, addiction is super serious and the the i don't remember the exact percentages but like if someone seeks out help themselves and they make the decision that they need to get help and they want to get help they are incredibly more likely to be successful in their recovery versus you know oh this person's arrested he's been placed in a rehab facility like they they are much much less likely to actually stay clean but so the fact that he recognized he needed the help he he did it himself in the middle of a huge story, he's about, you know, to leading up to face Brian Danielson on a pay-per-view match. All the credit in the world to him. All the props to him. All our best to him and Renee and their family. And also, and... props to, like, AEW for being perfectly cool about it. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because WWE, I will give them credit. They do take, They do try to take care of people with things like mm-hmm. that. But man, if it's in the middle of a big story like that, like we've all heard the Ricky Steamboat story out of WrestleMania three, like he wanted time to be with his son that was just born and Vince was like, and you're the dragon now, not Ricky, the dragon, you're just a dragon now. We're gonna have you spit Mm -hmm. fire and shit. 
Like, so I'm really happy that AEW made a statement too, being like, hey, we're behind him on this. We hope he gets done what he needs to get done and is healthy. Like, yeah. and I, Punk I even, appreciate that. Punk even name dropped him in the promo talking about it too, like on television. Like they acknowledged it on TV. Yeah. So that the, that is super cool. Um. So yeah, that's, that's great. Hope to see him soon, but, you know, take all the time that you need. Uh, come back the right way. But moving on from that serious topic... To me, like, schoolgirl giddy over this match. Because, like, I even tweeted, I was like, oh, you don't understand how hyped I am for this match. Because, obviously, Brian Danielson, one of the best wrestlers of all time. Like, I'm not even going to go hyperbolic with it. Like, that is just, he's too good. Against one of my personal favorites and someone who I feel like doesn't get enough genuine credit in Miro. This Redeemer character is one of my favorite things in professional wrestling, period. Not just AEW. All of professional wrestling, you, the the his lines against God, him his redemption arc, trying so he can he needs to be successful so he can go back home to his wife, like oh my god, I just I love it so much. And this match was I loved this match. Um, this is one of my favorite. This is probably my second favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. Maybe th- probably third, but maybe second. I haven't. I need. I want to rewatch it. I want to rewatch the show, but. Because I haven't had a chance to since Saturday, um, but the at towards the end, when Danielson's fighting back, Miro's getting fired up, and he does the like he raises the arm and like slaps his side is like, come on, give me a kick, like he where he was just absorbing those kicks. Mm. Oh my god, so good! It was so good. Um, the only thing, my only gripe about it was the commentary on here. Because Miro came to the ring with a taped quad. I we don't I don't know the story behind that. I don't know if he like has a legit injury, like if he's actually hurt, if it was just like a precaution, what level that plays into. But like commentary was going into about like, oh, you know, it seems like there's a target here and Danielson's going at the other leg. Like, why isn't he he's missing this opportunity? And I was like, the real answer is like, hey, don't screw with this leg because something might be wrong with it. But, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm screaming. I'm like, no, cover. Be like, no. If he's already got one bad leg, make it two bad legs. Make it to where he can't stand. It's hard to redeem whenever. Yeah. Make it to where he can't just sit on your back to wrench in the game over. Like, like, no, that's that's how you cover that. But, again, I'm talking about Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Jim fucking Ross. What do I know? I I am a schlub who's worked for two different companies. So three, you've worked for three. Have I worked? For th- oh Arkansas. yeah, three. <laughs> Hell yeah, three. <laughs> uh, but no, I love. I, I I'm I'm not going to ask you if you like this match as much as I did, and you can tell me if you know. You can be critical of it. I'm not. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Uh, uh, what What did you think of this one? Oh no, it was an amazing match. Those two guys are amazing. I did think that the. It was weird having a taped body part and it wasn't part of the work, like the the yeah. match. Um, that being said, like, yeah, no, whenever, like you said, when he lifted the arm up and said, kick me and he was just taking those. Because, again, mm-hmm. um, my favorite phenomenon in wrestling is Daniel Bryan kicking people because it has <laughs> the same distinctive thud no matter where that kick lands. And he was kicking just a stake. 
He was just oh, kicking yeah. a block of meat, and it was it was making the sound. It's the sound that I like, um, mm-hmm. and it was just gross. And yeah, he was absorbing him. And it was one of those really cool matches that like we kind of all knew that Daniel Bryan was going to win, mm-hmm. but like also Miro. They made you. They made you believe. Yeah, Miro winning it also would have been real fucking interesting. Like that would have been cool. So they well, gave and- me a match where I was like, no, I'm okay with either one of these outcomes, honestly. Because it also would have made a little bit of sense to give give Hangman pay. Because in my head, I knew. In my heart, not in my head. In my heart, I knew Hangman Page was leaving Full Gear as AEW champion. Yeah. And so I was like, actually, it would make a lot of sense if they give, like, if Miro is like that first heel feud against, you know, on fire babyface Hangman Page. Because I, you know, as beloved as Hangman is, how are the crowds actually going to react? Is it, are they going to do face versus face against Brian Danielson? Do you go, because, do you go, f- you know, do you try to outface Brian Danielson? Well, then it turns out, no, you don't. He turns heel in the best possible way <laughs> on, so good. on Wednesday. It was that so was good. so good. Him <laughs> just flat out saying he was disappointed it wasn't Omega. Like, and then... Oh, I'm going to kick in every head of the Dark Order member. So Colt is in Chicago. They're in Atlanta in like two weeks, which is where Five is from. Yeah. Then they're in New York, where Silver's from. So it's like, oh, God, he's just going to murder these people in in their their home states, in their hometowns. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be perfect. But uh, no, I was I was very happy with the outcome because uh, the, the triangle choke. I love this. I love this Danielson because he's won matches so many different ways. He has so many different tools that he can use to put people away, including people who don't necessarily like have to tap out. So I I loved it. It was this this was such a good match. Uh, this match was also wild and was a ton of fun. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express defeating the Super Click, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. Uh, in a falls count anywhere match and putting aside my bitterness because i'm gonna be honest i'm a little bitter that jungle boy and luchasaurus were in a trios match without marco and it's like and it's like there's there there if only there was a, th- a third person that is always part of the luchasaurus and jungle boy act like if they had a distinct team name to define <laughs> those three people I mean, Christian Cage, yeah, is, is there, and he's clearly taken a shine, a liking to Jungle Boy. But no, like, like yeah, so I was, I, I wish it would have been Marco. I wish they would have at least, like, had Super Click, like, destroy Marco to have a reason that he couldn't be in that match. Yeah. And especially when, like, Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler were all, like, there anyway. Like, you, he could, come on. Like, he, I don't know, bitter again, but that's not what this is about. Moving on. The match itself was a ton of fun. I loved it. I liked the finish where Jungle Boy was like, no, you know what? I need to, I will do this. He grew the beard and he's like, all right, no, I am going to fuck someone up with a chair. Yeah, I, uh. Sorry, Chugs Army. (laughs) R.I.P. in peace. Uh, I liked the match a lot. It was exactly what I expected it to be. Um. Yeah. I didn't know how they were going to out train wreck the train wreck we knew was coming. Because, like, that's the thing. We had two train wrecks in this card. And, like, both different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer this train wreck more. 
because man, it was fun. And they did all of the Young Bucks greatest hits, but like they they did the Taylor version of them where they remastered them and they were just a little yeah. bit different. The BTE trigger with the the spiked knee pads, thumbtacked knee pads, that was pretty cool. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did I did enjoy the uh, camel clutch um, kiss with the thumbtacks in the mouth. Uh, I would I don't enjoy it for Jungle Boy because like. Yes, even though it is what it is, like those are thumbtacks in someone's mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, there was just a lot. There was a lot of really fun spots. Um, Jura- or not Jurassic, uh, Luchasaurus doing the shooting star off into the stage, off the stage on everybody. That was sick. That was pretty cool. He's I too like, tall to do that. Like, did anyone tell him that no, you can, you're, you 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 your body's not allowed to do that? Yeah, and it's fun to see because like you can only do it whenever you're doing like a big stunt like that, and you're like. He has a lot of space. You can do a lot with that kind of space. Even if you are that tall, that's a lot of space you can do something with. Shooting star mm-hmm. on everybody. Pretty excited about that. Uh, but yeah, no, like like you said, it would be cool to have Marco in these situations because like, there's a lot of different things you can do with him too where like mm-hmm. Adam Cole can lawn dart him. I'm willing to say Adam Cole would love to lawn, lawn dart. Like, yeah, Adam, Cole, Adam Cole's going to be in there with Marco and he's going to feel like he's his actual build height. Yeah, he's going to feel like big sexy Kevin Nash throwing him around. And but yeah, no, it was a fun match. And like I said, out of the two train wreck matches we got that night, that Mm -hmm. was the most fun for me. That's the one I enjoyed. And and we're going to talk about the street fight here in a little bit. Um, I think my brain is broken because I think I enjoyed the, the street fight more than this match. Just because this match was structured. This was like an actual like street. This was an actual like false count anywhere match the street fight was its whole other thing and we're gonna get i'm not but i'm not gonna get into it right now yeah um also shout out to christian going from forced medical retirement into diving off a balcony that was (laughs) uh unnecessarily awesome i think edge and christian text each other and they're like all right cool so here's what i'm doing top it go ahead and do some stupid (laughs) shit sir No, so yeah, it was it was good, and I like the I like the moment of of Jungle Boy kind of like no, you know what, embracing the edge and you know that that kind of dark side. Uh, I will say I was a little bit surprised because I did think at a certain point someone was going to turn on the other. I didn't know if necessarily Jungle Boy would turn on Christian, but I kind of thought maybe this would be the time that Christian like gets frustrated with them and does something. But yeah, not not upset to be wrong there. Um, and again, maybe that's just that conditioning of, hey, we got to turn things, we got to switch things up for the sake of it. Uh, next match was Cody Rhodes and Pac taking on Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo with Jose the assistant. Um, some tropes you just can't get away from because Dalton, what was the what was the alternate name of the podcast that I wanted to do that I thought about other th- besides uh, Nerdiest Part of the Ring? Oh God, I remember it, but I don't remember. Like I remember you saying it. It was. Can they coexist? There it was. <laughs> because, boy, this match, uh, it was good. It was a great match. All yeah. f- I'm a big fan of all four of these guys. All four of these guys are supremely talented. But the can they coexist happens so much in WWE that when it happens in AEW, I'm like, really? Come on. I feel like we're seeing a million of this. Because it made sense, at least, between Cody and Pac. They are literally only united because they have a common enemy. They have common enemies in Black and Idolo. Mm-hmm. who have seemed to have been on the same page this entire time. And then suddenly for this match, there's tension. 
and yeah, it's that like, was I, weird. I, I didn't I didn't love that, but ultimately, like I thought the match was good. The match was enjoyable. Um, I loved Jose starting shit with Arn and Arn miming the pulling out the Glock <laughs> at him, <laughs> and then just chasing him up the ramp. He's lived long that enough was... to see himself become the meme. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, so, but yeah, that did you have anything you wanted to add for for that one? Because we're already running a little long. Now nah, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's a solid. But again, it was a fun. It was fun. It was good. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker DMD beat Tay Conti. I'm sorry, Ty Conti. I always do that. I read it. I and do then, too. But I also like some people say it, and then the tag team with Anna J is Tay J, and it's like, but that's not how you say. That would be Ty J. Ty J? I don't... Anyway. Uh, but that was for the AEW Women's World Championship. This was another solid match. Um, Britt Baker is very, very good. Tay Conti is getting very, very good. Like, she's improved a lot uh, yeah. between her time at NXT and even just her time in AEW. You can see solid improvement. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of hers. Obviously, I'm a fan of, fan of Britt Baker because how could you not be, really? So um, I am starting to question though, like who's going to be the one to finally beat her? For I don't this? think that I don't think they're in the company yet. Oh no, they definitely are. I, I like I I could I think it'll it could eventually be Soho. It could eventually be Sheeta, even though you know she just beat Sheeta for it. I do, but I do genuinely think it's going to be Thunder Rosa. If Thunder Rosa doesn't win the TBS title, That's she is one hundred percent winning the uh, the women's championship. Yeah. Um, and also like. They did a really good job because Ty Conti has always been kind of bubbly and fun, but she's never really been a focus on anything. Uh, but like this video package specifically, like did a really good job of establishing like, no, she's legit. And like Britt Baker's title reign is in jeopardy. Yeah. So I did think they did a good job of like, you know, building towards it for the most part. Um, but yeah, I didn't think she would win it. I kind of hope she would just because I do really like her. But it was a it was a good match. Uh, this is going to be my problem. This is what is, this is what I'm debating between Brian Danielson and Miro for my second favorite match of the night. CM Punk defeating Eddie Kingston in a fight. Who the, the imagery of Bryce trying to keep them apart at the beginning. And then Eddie just hitting the back fist, uh, out there, the, the middle fingers, the, that, that I will say though, because it happened in other matches too, like we're getting a little new Japani with our middle fingers and our fuck yous on pay per view. It's fine, and it's not near as bad as like you know a typical like New Japan match where it's you know you know the good brothers. How I feel, you know how I feel about New Japan and that shit. And my answer mm-hmm. to it is yes, more please. And I'm getting this in an American company. You know how happy I am about this, Asa? John Silver said shit on national TV uh, uh, yesterday. And he made a tweet about it. I enjoy wrestling for me. See, but Chuck Taylor still hasn't got a chance to. And now he just doesn't want to do it because it's not special anymore. That's fine. He'll he'll find a spot for it. He'll he'll eventually get there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, I just... This was, again, it's one of those things where I'm like... You really did make the perfect pay-per-view card. Even like, I'm going to go back a little bit. Even the match that was kind of the midpoint that could have seemed like the lull in the women's match was still really good. And like, mm-hmm. you put it in the perfect spot of the card between the, uh, it was the, the uh, 
tag match, the will they, won't they, and then mm-hmm. the the fight. And it <laughs> can was, they coexist? Don't will they, won't they? It's not will they, won't they. That that's as in other context. That's whatever. That, that it's means fine. something. It's, it's what I'm using. Different. It's what I'm. It's what I'm using. <laughs> it's what I'm using. Screw off. It's what I get to, talk to name, now. <laughs> rename but, the show. Um, <laughs> will they, won't they? Uh, <laughs> but I hate myself. Uh, but like. It was like that fight was it was so cool. The stuff they did and it was so um, interesting. And even like Eddie Kingston knocked him out in the open of it. And I was like, you, that's just what you did with Punk right away, which was really mm-hmm. funny if you watched him in the UFC. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm also convinced that CM Punk is doing a deal with Jazzwares where he's going to get a CM Punk box set a la Sting Toy Biz WCW where it's all the gears of Punk. Uh, mm-hmm. The fight shorts were tight. I will give that. I did. Credit. I was a big fan. I'm. I'm. I am in the minority. I know of of being a fan of CM Trunks, uh, oh, but I did yeah. dig the fight shorts. I dug the fight shorts a lot. Uh, I'll buy that bloody variant when they give me that blood and guts, because uh, that'll be cool yeah. on that white. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, CM Punk in AEW has been really neat, and I'm happy that we have been getting to mm-hmm. see this. Um, and saying that, I'm even more excited that eddie kingston is on national television and they're facing each other and like like i've said it before but it took me a while to come around on eddie kingston there was just something about him that like uh, was very off-putting towards me i heard but but a few but a few years ago like something clicked and i was just like oh no this is one of the best dudes going and i have been very wrong like i've been stupid yeah because i didn't see it yeah, I just I and it's cool like it was a good match and it was even more like just 2021 I saw Eddie Kingston and CM Punk on a pay-per-view match. Yeah, that's wild. They they literally uh, could have shit the bed and not have been like it was a good fucking match. <laughs> no, but it was great cuz it was them. Yeah. Um I will say but obviously like the nod to the five moves of doom mm-hmm. was amazing. Um and then the, the the brilliance of just that brief moment before he puts him up for the go to sleep where the crowd is booing because Eddie Kingston got the crowd to boo CM Punk. Yeah. And him just kind of hesitating and looking around in like confusion and a little bit of frustration. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to go somewhere. But then he confronted MJF on Wednesday. And I'm like, never mind. He's still going to be super face and that's fine. But when he does turn, dear God, Eddie uh, because Kingston, then, of course, like, you know, my idea swapped because Danielson turned and yeah. Punk is still so Eddie Kingston, um, the only man that was brave enough to be an actual heel during the Brody Lee Memorial show yeah, in a loving way. Wrong. He was it was still in a loving way. But like, I was oh, like, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sorry. The, Next match was the Minneapolis street fight as the inner circle, Chris Jericho, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz defeated the men of the year and American top team, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky, and Dan Lambert. Um, (laughs) One, I know I have been very critical about the nature of the Dan Lambert promos, like the the content of the promos. Yeah. Uh, The whole millennial buzzword boomer bullshit i'm not into yeah i don't dig it love ethan page and scorpio sky obviously but so i'm like i i don't i like how he is legitimizing them in a way by highlighting you know their actual physical achievements and like how no no they are legitimate like 
fighters. Like, they have a background in this. Um, I will buy a AEW unrivaled Dan Lambert ring gear figure from Full Gear 2021 without a hesitation. Big Him coming same. out in the, vel- in the velour tracksuit. Oh my god, it's so good. Now, this match was an absolute clusterfuck. And oh, I yeah. say that with nothing but love and admiration. Because it was my favorite kind of clusterfuck. Because the street fight, after we've already had the false count ma- the false count anywhere match that was clearly tornado tag rules, the street fight starts with traditional tag rules for, you know, the first while. But and then stuff breaks down. Uh, the weapons were all, like, things that were invented or made famous in Minneapolis. So we got, like, 16 toaster shots and commentary being like, that was invented here <laughs> every single time. We got the Prince call uh, out. That was cool. The Prince logo was funny, but it's just like, what is that supposed to be made of? Like, does Minneapolis just have Prince logos that we know or, like, steal? Or, like, what the hell is this? Um yeah it it uh the cool like the cool thing which could have been really cheesy but i loved it was baron von Raschke hitting page with the iron claw like <laughs> they showed him in the crowd earlier and you know i i didn't have the knowledge of it until i saw it online of just like no no he was huge in that area yeah like that is where he was from like that he was a, he's a legend there it's like yeah. nelly in st louis like no oh i was gonna say it's like rick flair in st louis we were at that money in the bank Oh yeah, you're not. <laughs> um, or no, Randy Orton in St. Louis. He's, He's from here. here. God. Uh, but so it, them showing him earlier in the night, I had no idea he was going to get involved until Paige starts yelling at Hager's wife out of nowhere, and he just kind of like, I'm like, oh my god, they're going to do it. Oh my god, they're going to do it. <laughs> um, ah. I I think my favorite part was so. At a certain point, I need to go back and rewatch it because this match had no pacing to it. Like it was just a million miles an hour, which in fairness, there's 10 guys out there. Two of three of them, I'm sorry, are not trained. They are not wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, Junior Dos Santos obviously gets it. And like if he decided to do this full time, hell yeah, he would be awesome. <laughs> Same thing with Arlovsky. Like I don't I think I no, no, give him trade. Like you got to keep in mind, like, look what he's done. And how much, like, training he's actually had. Yeah. And same thing with Arlovsky. I think he could be really, really good if that's what he wanted to put his energy into. Um, but they they just, they don't have the time invested into it. So, uh, but my favorite part was, I think it was before they put the ladder up for Sammy to, to do the, the dive off of, with the steel plates, which that just looked uncomfortable. That seemed like a bad idea. Yeah. But, like, you can hear Jericho be like, we gotta go, we gotta go. And I was like, oh, they're, they're, the, the show's running long. They've got to get going. And then like 15 more minutes happen. <laughs> <laughs> like Santana, like, like they do the, the Santana and Ortiz do the dual bridge. Like, uh, I don't even know what to like, what to call it, uh, with the Boston crab, but he's got him like, so one dude's totally on and then he's got him oh, in the yeah, rack yeah. on his back. Like it was it it was a it was a ton of fun. Jericho got the pin on Dan Lambert after they almost made it look like Lambert was actually going to get that pin. Uh, you know, bless Paige and Sky and Jericho for kind of guiding these guys through there because there was a couple of moments that were very visually like, okay, they missed a cue or 
hey you need to over here over here like stuff like that but it it i i had a blast watching this match just an absolute blast yeah i liked the then, the oh, false count ahead, anywhere i liked the false count anywhere more but that being said it didn't take away from that match like i liked that cluster more but like you said it was more mm-hmm. it made more sense and i think that's why i liked it because like that other one was just like that was sensory overload in a match that's great that's a great way of putting it it was the the, the false count anywhere match was a better match i enjoyed this match more if you mm-hmm. if you if you get what I'm saying there, like I understand what this was, but I loved it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then the main event: Hangman Adam Page finally defeating Kenny Omega with to win the AEW World Championship. I needed him to win this match. This has been such a fantastic long term build, and it absolutely delivered. This was my to me. This was my favorite match of the night, just because I was legitimately so emotionally invested in hangman's story yeah and it's one of those that like even in the like minutia of this whole story they did almost everything properly even down to the little title card thing which i like i remember in early AEW, you would pop me of all the mm-hmm. goofy shit they would put on hangman's like title and then just said we're proud of you graphics team and i was like just starting yeah. there that's where they started with, all right, we, this is what we're doing tonight. We're going to make you cry. We're going to make you mm-hmm. cry whether you want to do it or not. So just <laughs> here's your here's your taster of what we're doing. And like, man, the match was amazing. Like, I really don't have any complaints about the match itself. Like, just bare bones what it was was really good. The story behind it, um, I honestly could have done without the Young Bucks in it. If there was one thing, if you were like, take this out, it was that. Um, I was going to say, that's that's my one nitpick. Like, there's, I really only have the one nitpick was that finish didn't make a ton of sense with, like, the Bucks, unless they're finally being disillusioned by Kenny. But we really haven't seen any of that, aside from them maybe preferring Adam Cole, because they have teased tension between those two a handful of times already. Um, unless it's something on like being the elite that I'm just not seeing because I'm I'm not caught up on it. Um, <laughs> so just so you I did know, see a th- it's I saw a theory stimmy. on Twitter though. I saw a theory on. I was gonna say I saw a theory on Twitter though that the reason that they went out there to do like the reason that spot happened is because they just wanted to be out there to see him win, like le- legit, like they oh like life. for realsies. Yeah, they found a reason to get ringside so they could actually like be out there with their friend. Yeah, which I mean, again, and I could buy that. Yeah, I could too. I think the way that they were playing it was they didn't come out for Hangman in his first title shot. And, like, so they were going to come out and help Kenny, and then they, like, really realized what was going on. And, I mean, that's what we saw. They were like, yeah, go ahead. And this very much will be the decline of the, or the fall of the elite. And this Mm -hmm. is how we're going to get Adam Cole versus Kenny. Which, again... I'm ready for it. Give me a while before you Hell give yeah. it to me and make sure that Kenny is like not dying. Cause apparently he's 10 kinds of effed up right now. Um, yeah, he's going to, they, I saw the, I saw the bit from Wednesday where he actually like acknowledges that he's going to go away for a while. Uh, and he's like, hold down the fort. And Omega's like, I got this cleaner. He's like, well, I was talking to the bucks, but, but yeah, yeah, cool. Go ahead. And it's yeah. just like, Oh my God, Kenny's going to come back in like six months. There's going to be like 12 NXT people 
on the roster now. He's not going to know anybody. And it's just going to be like he's lost everybody because so, now everybody's like following Cole. Yeah, because so the being the elite bit is whenever they perform the seance ever since then, they were like, uh, the Bucks were being like, yeah, Adam Cole's back. Like, he's awesome. And then they were like, why did we kill him? And then Kenny's the one being like, <laughs> huh. <laughs> oh, he killed him because he was jealous. That was the, That's what they're playing into on being the elite. But that's been the running okay. gag of just like. Uh, why did, so like, why did we ever kill this guy? Like, he's so cool. Like, he's so awesome. Like, well, he's so nice and everything. And then Kenny's just like, you can tell he's jealous of him or he's threatened by him. But yeah, that's, that's what they're doing on being the elite as of right now. Cause that's an amazing show. But back to the full gear, like they did everything perfectly. Like even the thing that didn't make a lot of sense was still really well done. Because, like, Nick didn't really do anything but that, like, you see the head nod for, like, you see a very definite head nod from Matt. Yeah, he basically just didn't stop Hank, because, like, and I get it, because Hangman grabbed onto the leg to keep them from beating FTR. So he could have, like, grabbed the leg there to keep him from hitting the buckshot lariat, but he doesn't. Yeah. So Hangman hits it, and then Matt gives him the actual nod of just, like, we're not going to do, we're not going to screw with you. Doesn't necessarily mean we're cool. But, you know, so, but I, th- I thought that was just kind of odd. Um, I would have rather it have just been a straight up, um, you know. Victory, just boom, k- Just boom. a straight hits him, yeah. Because we did get we did get the shenanigans with the ref bump and the belt and, and stuff like that, which was, it, it wasn't overly convoluted. If the Bucks had actually, like, gotten involved and then Dark Order comes out, then you're running into, like, the, that, that's, that gets, that, you know, this overbooked piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but we didn't, hit, we, did, we didn't hit that level, which is always good. Um, and then the moment at the end where the Dark Order come out to celebrate, uh, uh, Reynolds hands him the beer and he throws it away and just hugs everybody, like, was genuinely sweet. Like, I, I like how they seem to have formed an actual bond, um, between all of them. So, I, I loved this match. Uh, Kenny kicking out of the One-Winged Angel was neat. I liked that. Uh, I also love that he didn't hit the One-Winged Angel. So it wasn't a, you know, Hangman didn't kick out. He didn't grab the ropes. He didn't, you know, oh, Kenny collapsed. He couldn't uh, get the pin. He just avoid, he managed to avoid it. So, uh, but yeah, that was my favorite match of the night. This was a killer card. It was a great show. Uh, highly recommend to anybody that, you know, if you haven't checked out AEW for whatever reason, and you're almost an hour into us talking about it, bless you. Uh, but you should absolutely check this out. Um Really wish that AEW could get a better streaming partner because I'm not a big fan of Bleacher Report. It's the worst because uh, like Fight TV got the last, the last mm-hmm. one, all out because like one of my friend uh, Jay Spade said like, "Hey, does your stream suck?" Because like Bleacher Report was broken for that show, and I was like, "I'm watching it on Fight." So he called Bleacher Report, they refunded him, and then he bought it on Fight and was watching it there. He's like, "Oh yeah, Fight's so much better." Um, Mm -hmm. the few times that we use Bleacher Report, like an early, early AEW, there was like minimal issues, but I much prefer using Fight. And not being able to do an on-demand replay sucks. Like there's no getting around that. Real hard. That's a peacock level amateur hour. That's why my stream, my stream had some interruptions. I had to refresh my page a couple times because I ended up falling behind by like a minute, uh, at certain points because it would just start and it's it's uh, yeah like yeah. it sucked because i ended up that's why i ended up watching the main event first because whenever you gave me the login that's where the live replay was like it was mm-hmm. right in the video package going into it and i was like all right cool this is my life so i'm just, at least <laughs> i get to watch this yeah so 
Uh, but that was Full Gear. Great show. Go out of your way to watch it. Uh, contender for show of the year, i got to say. Uh, uh, I didn't clear this with you, which I don't have to clear anything with you because you work for me, bitch. Uh, but, you know, the yeah. end of year <laughs> discussion we're going to do uh, will you know, be talking more about like what we like from the whole year. So start getting that ready. Um, Word. But yeah, uh, but that's not the end of the show just yet. We are this it's we're not going to go super long, I promise. Um, but we're going to preview Survivor Series. Uh, you're going to be in a Survivor Series match next week, too. Um, I'm pretty stoked about it. I've been in a lot of different match types. I've never been in a, me and Slammer already. He is super old school. So it's all I've heard for a couple weeks is about how excited he is about being in a traditional Survivor Series match. He thinks it, was he like, thinks the gobbledygooker is actually going to like the egg is actually going to be there. I've heard. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I had to tell him like, hey, if I get knocked out, though, you're it's going to be a lot of people against you, brother. Uh. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but we'll get we'll get more into that next week uh, because this because it's not this Saturday. Nope. But next this Sunday is the, the Survivor Series. Uh, WWE Survivor Series this is like the 80th, 35th annual. That's what I, I knew. I had the number. It was high. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost as old as Survivor Series, dear Lord. Uh huh. But this is—I will say for this build, um, I don't—I don't love the like actual Survivor Series team versus Survivor Series team build, just because like the authority figures work on both shows. Mm-hmm. So why would you be wanting one show? I don't. That it does—it doesn't make a lot of sense. But they're not doing the rah rah team spirit a month after the draft where well i wasn't on this show but now i'm on this show and i love this show now because we all know how i feel about that so but uh the build overall i think has been kind of neat uh because they've done interesting things with playing into it damian priest versus shinsuke nakamura united states champion versus intercontinental champion i'm just excited to see that match uh this is one that was literally just thrown together there is no build but i don't really need one because these two guys rule yeah so, I won't let let me watch them fight. Uh, RK the Raw Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. RK Bro versus the Usos. Um, they did an interesting little wrinkle with this on Monday, where Randy Orton has been getting onto Riddle for Riddle trying to basically be a hero and like save people who are at a disadvantage, and it ending up biting him in the ass. And it ha- the same thing happened where the Usos jumped Big E. Which makes sense because the bloodline versus, you know, Roman versus Big E is going to happen. Plus all their stuff with King Woods and Sir Kofi. Like, that makes sense. Like, so, and then, oh, Riddle doing this thing that Orton doesn't want him to do, getting involved. It comes together nice. Plus the match is going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I will say, you know, props to Xavier Woods for so many reasons. Uh, something we would have talked about when it came out. But apparently he's not making any extra money off of either Up, Up, Down, Down or G4. Um, which is why there hasn't been any new up, up, down, down content in a couple weeks, but, uh, him going out and saying like, no, what, why are these two teams fighting? Like his idea was, okay, so the losing team has a five way elimination match to determine who gets spots one through five in the Royal Rumble. And then the winning team has a five way match to determine who gets 26 through 30. It's like, oh, that's an interesting, like that is, there's actual stakes. So yeah. yeah. You should do that. Uh, but there's not as of right now. Uh, we are going to get, though, like I said, Big E versus Roman Reigns, Raw cha- uh, WWE Champion versus Universal Champion. 
I am most excited for this match. Uh, Big E saying, I'm going to have to beat you like you stole something on Raw. Like, I believe him. Like, this is a believable, like, Big E is so fucking good. Roman Reigns is so fucking good. I am very excited for this. They've been, you know, coincidentally, or they actually meant to do it with Roman feuding with Woods and Kofi. Perfect. I love it. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of their involvement in each other's shows just to bring them back together, but it is what it is. Here we are. But the match is going to be great. Uh, Raw Women's Champion versus uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair in the Dear God, I Don't Care. The whole worked shoot aspect of this story, I hate. I hate it so much. I hated that Becky on Raw had to go from being a face because people don't like Charlotte to immediately having to switch back to being a heel against Liv Morgan, even though she did a fantastic job at it. She shouldn't have to do it. Yeah. And like the 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 title exchange segment seemingly going wrong, but now it's bubbling over and now they're taking shot at, shots at each other in interviews. And it's like, oh, well, which part of it is real? Do they really not like each other? It's like, I don't care. This is not interesting to me. This is just obnoxious. I'm still a little bitter that Bianca Bell, like, remember when they were like, no, 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 Bianca losing to Becky is going to elevate her. Cool. It did not. (laughs) Did it? Like, yeah. So don't really care about this one. Also, we're not doing the predictions game because I've already won that. Like, hands up. Oh, yeah, you murdered me. I would literally have to, that's not carrying over from PW because I would have, I would literally have to just not pick for the rest of the year. Um, I'm aware. So you're going to have to do something for me. I don't know what it is yet. Might make you like buy me a toy or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, Team Raw Women's Traditional Survivor Series match. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina take on Team SmackDown. Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Natalia, and Tony Storm. Uh, I look at this list of names and it's like, holy shit. Their women's divisions are stacked. Yeah. And then I think of like, okay, well, how have the, each of these, how have these people been used? And it's like, oh, very terribly. Like, whole, like at least Zelina's winning matches now that she won the Queen's Crown. Like, she hadn't won a match for like months after she re-debuted. But like, okay, well, she won this tournament and now they're getting matches. Uh, Shotzi, they turn her heel because like they they bring her up in a tag team then they give that tag team a number one contenders match but then they never give them a championship match and then they just break up the tag team tony storm gets brought up for reasons like imagine having tony storm on your roster and just not doing anything meaningful with her this it's just and then like sasha banks turns face again because Shotzi turned heel on her, even though she just recently turned heel on Bianca. Like I don't, it's, it's so back and forth and just doesn't, nothing means anything. And it's like, how, how are you doing this? Look (laughs) at these women. Look how talented these women are. Yeah. And like, this is what you're coming up with. Mm. So hopefully this match gets a lot of time and we actually get to see them do what they're capable of, but I'm not really holding on hope. When's Bailey coming back? I miss Bailey. And then the men's elimination match as of Thursday the 18th, because this has gone under like a million different changes, and I'm sure it'll change at least once uh, by SmackDown. Team Raw is Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, 
Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory versus Team SmackDown, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and TBA. One remaining slot. So obviously it's going to change because SmackDown's going to probably announce who they're. Do you know? Do you think or do you have a guess who is going to no. go on the SmackDown side? No idea. I don't either. Um, like, it, I guess they could do Madcap Moss, like actually just bring him onto the match. But like, I don't, I don't really want that. Um, this would be an interesting place to have Edge re-debut, maybe? Or did he get drafted to Raw? Uh, I think he's on SmackDown. But again, I'm super disconnected from WWE as of late, so... I just can't... The, the, I, the draft has kind of... Uh, the, the draft has thrown me off, especially because people have now started showing up on the other shows. So it's yeah. hard for me to, like, really... Uh, it's hard for me to really figure it out um i I'm, let me pull up the actual like roster to see oh actually before I, I don't even need to do that uh put uh swerve scott hit row uh i wouldn't hate that uh isaiah scott isaiah swerve scott there we go my brain fried put him on the team like let give him a, a chance to actually do something really cool yeah i like him that's who that i don't think that's who they'll do but that's who i would i want them to do now yeah. I'm sure if I pulled up the actual roster, I would find, like, three other people that would be like, oh, no, yeah, it would actually be really cool. But, uh, no, he's my pick. He's he's the one that popped in my brain. So, um, I don't know. I th- The build has been fine for the most part for this show. It hasn't been, you know, great. But, like, pretty much every pay-per-view that we watch for WWE, it's like, well, the build-up has been lackluster, but the matches themselves will be good. Finishes yeah. might kind of be screwy, but, the ma- but they'll be good. So... Uh yeah, I between Biggie and Roman and Damian Priest and Nakamura, hell yeah, hell yeah, that match will be a lot I'm of fun. Stoked for that. Um, so yeah, but we will talk about what happens on Survivor Series next week right here on the Nerdiest Part of the Ring. Uh, of course, like I said at the top of the show, follow us on Twitter at Nerdiest Part. Uh, send us a message. Uh, you can follow Dalton and uh, me both on Twitter as well. PZ eighty five D Anthony for Dalton. I am at the five star man uh, with the number five. Uh, get you some Dalton Anthony merch over at PWT Pro Wrestling dot com slash Dalton Anthony. I caught myself. I caught myself. Um, and then yeah, that is it for right now. Uh, like us on whatever podcast service you're listening to. Follow us. Uh, give us that sweet, sweet clicks. Uh, the reviews. Recommend us if you yeah, if you know someone who loves pro wrestling and you think they dig us. Send us to them. If you know someone that you hate and you don't like us, send us to them. Yeah, make them suffer too. Uh, however you want to do it. But until next time, again, everybody listening, uh, I I really can't put into words how much it means to me that you guys care what we say or are at all entertained by what we do here. So uh, thank you all very, very much. Be safe. Take care of each other. Y'all mean the world to us.